0: Pete, welcome back to the Business of Healthcare podcast. How are you doing?
1: I'm great. Thank you so much for having me back on. I didn't stuff it up last time, then.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I loved your episode. I really, really did. And I think one of the things I kind of took away from it was you said, you know, like your mind is so much more like capable than you realize. And if I'm having a bad day or I'm back on the ultra marathon training, which I am really happy about, to be honest, <laughs> but I, I always remember you saying that. So I wanted to get you back on your episode that we recorded. It was 2022. I think it was episode 191. It got such a fantastic response. So I just wanted to come on. I know that you've got lots on and I thought it'd be good to have an update of what is going on regarding you, your life and your current initiative to get more people onto the blood stem cell registry.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's been it's been hectic. I think uh, last year was in the grand scheme of things, um, I'm quite happy to see the back of, for a variety of reasons. But it wasn't a not productive year. But this year, I kind of just caught coming into it with a view to to really really hitting 2023 hard and trying to get a lot of stuff done. And it was motivated by I could see I could see the potential in quite a lot of the projects I've been working on. Because last last year I'd spent over a year having we had a, we had this short film made. We had some great support from a couple of professional organisations who, who come up with some really wonderful ideas for new campaigns. And I was dead set keen on getting those launched at the back end of last year, but a variety of blockers got in the way. And we got to the stage where we thought, you know what, there's no point forcing this stuff through right now because we're not going to give it the, you know, we're not going to do it justice, basically. So I think I got to... Mid-November last year and I just downed tools. It had been such a hectic year. Lots of things, personal and professional, had really got in the way of of helping me to get where I wanted to. But that was by the by. I got through Christmas and really realised how much I had actually done without realising it. You can sometimes go through a day and feel like you've not really achieved anything because you have got nothing too tangible to see against. I'd lost sight of the bigger picture around the campaign and some of the ideas I'd had. I was getting a little bit too fixated on the steps leading up to this big goal. Anyway, going to January and a lot of stuff just came together. People I've been trying to engage with, got back in touch. Things that I've been working on came together. And we just got to a, a really, really positive state in the back end of January, February, which culminated in launching our new campaign, our new initiative. And it's had some really really solid backing from people who genuinely seem to care yourself included right yourself included you came up with a great suggestion after our last podcast around potential engagements and organizations to work with and lo and behold on the back of your suggestion we've got ourselves a stand at the nhsx win manchester Yay. this is fantastic you know and these are the things that i love about this campaigning I've, I've, I've always say i'm not a campaigner i'm kind of winging a lot of this sort of stuff but you engage with people who really and know what they're talking about, and have have passion for what they do. They take your idea, and they just they help it to grow. And that's that's what I've loved about the 10,000 donors stuff. Where we're at today, and all that's been achieved as part of 10,000 donors, I could never have created this in my head. I could never have planned it out. But people have taken it, and they've done stuff with it, and made it so much bigger and better than I ever could. And that's the cool thing about this whole situation. As much as I'd rather not be in this situation, the great thing is. It's exposed me to some brilliant people, some great projects, some fun projects. And we're delivering some cool stuff as well. So in the grand scheme of things, 2023 so far has been positive and loads of great stuff is continuing to come on the back of, I guess, what we did in 2022.
0: How are you and your how at the moment?
1: I'm feeling fine at the moment. I am feeling fine. Unfortunately, the markers called paraproteins, which are the indicator of how The myeloma, how the cancer is progressing, have started to escalate somewhat the last three months. So um, that's not a great sign. I've been put on a new regime of of chemotherapy, so they've basically doubled the dose of the chemo I was on before and added a bunch of other things, including steroids. So if you ever want a wall breaking down on either a Monday or a Thursday for the first three weeks of any month, give me a nudge because you've got so much energy. I find myself, if I'm not in the gym, I'm having to go do something because you are absolutely wired and jacked. So um, (laughs) I'm... tend to be productive days when i'm when i'm on those steroids but i guess joking aside there's a serious reason as to why the doctors changed the regime the nurse came a couple of days ago to take my latest bloods i'll find out next week what the numbers are and we'll see if this new regime is working but again in myself feeling all right at the moment you know despite what's going on i'm feeling quite good with the new sets of drugs and and hopefully hopefully they can get it back under control. And then we can work out what the next steps and the next plans for um, you know the next rounds of, of chemo and, and therapies are going to be. There's a slightly broader conversation to have around potentially where it's going next. But I'll um, I'll maybe get to that later if, if you want to go down the path of common.
0: So tell us about God for Good. What is that campaign? Why are you doing it? And who have you got supporting you?
1: God for Good came about because a lot of the projects I've got involved in, in the past have all been what I call tactical projects, whereby... They are a very very short space of time. Whether it's the Crumble Rally, whether it's the song, whether it's a bunch of other stuff we've done, they get a spike of engagement, which is brilliant. You get donations coming in, you get people registering, and really they're the bedrock of of all the work that 10,000 donors have done over the last five years. And I, I love doing those projects. They're a lot of fun. But what I wanted to do was try and extend that period of engagement. So it's not a spike; it's more of a plateau over time. I worked with some brilliant people. I continue to work with some brilliant people who have helped me to to build a project which is more strategic, much more sustainable. And we launched that earlier this year, I think about six to seven weeks ago, and that's the God for Good campaign. It's designed to run over the course of 12 months. So when I speak to you, hopefully in another year's time, you know we could be talking about the, the successes of God for Good. It jumps on the back of, of people who are much more engaged and able to open doors than I am. It's, it's the celebrity element to, to the world we live in. And we've had some amazing people line up already. Jay Blades, Alicia Dixon, Trevor Nelson, Charles Venn, Chris Hughes. I mean, some really, really well-known, recognized people who are just opening doors and smashing through them to to spread the message. And in the short space of time that we've been running God for Goods, we've had nearly £35,000 donated to the three charities who are benefiting from the work here. And, and also, we've had a number, I mean, I haven't got the exact number, but multiples of thousands of new registrations. Oh,
0: that's amazing.
1: The dental donor registry. I'm super, super confident that I can, I, I can say the 10,000 donors campaign has now busted through 100,000. I'm just waiting for those final numbers to come through from the charities. We see the impact every time we launch a new set of images of these celebrities. You see more people engaging and, and taking notice of what we have to say, which is fantastic. And that's what comes with, with the, 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 the world of celebrity that, that exists. And it's easy to be cynical, but the reality is there are so many great people out there. We launched the campaign with both Alicia Dixon and actress Marsha Thomason. Marsha is, is native to the Northwest. It's been such a hot bit of engagement for us, given that's where I live at the moment. And she's done interviews. She has talked about it when she's been promoting her new TV shows and just just phenomenal and Alicia as well when her guys and girls got hold of it they've just spread the message oh. from her. she's fantastic and we've got more people engaging as you know for the rest of the year I'm still trying to talk to, to new groups of individuals trying to help them to back us and and for the most part we're getting a lot of engagement we've got a really cool one coming up in a couple of months time I won't give too much away but it involves zombies. <laughs> honestly, it is so cool. So cool. When it goes out, I reckon that will have just as much impact as, as your leashes and marshes.
0: So you got your celebrity element, but I think one of the things I really want to emphasize to my audience, we all have a profile. So you don't have to be a celebrity. You don't have to be famous. We all influence each other all the time. You know, like, oh, I bought this bag. Oh, I got this. I got that. So you don't have to wait to see the celebrity message to sign up to put yourself on the blood stem cell registry. So I really want people to listen to this. Go back and listen to episode 191 because we have just jumped into it. There is a little bit of a backstory, but I'll do some clever editing to put that into this episode. But I really like it's so simple to do to get yourself on the registry. You just go on, sign up and get the kit delivered to you you swap your cheeks and then walk down back to the post office and job done. Please, 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 if you are able and capable to, please put yourself on the registry. And if you have done it, please recommend how easy it is to a colleague. I think we really want to, from a healthcare and NHS perspective, is to get this rippled out. And I'm so pleased. Hopefully I can get a slot on your stand because you're going to get the footfall.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and I think what you've just articulated there, Tara is absolutely it's the bread and butter of what this whole campaign is all about. The reality is is it's 10,000 donors. I initially went into it trying to get people to register, but it soon became apparent. That's ultimately what will happen. But my job is exactly what you just said, it's to communicate with people. It's to spread the message. And you put it beautifully when you talk about the ripple effect. stimulating the organic growth of conversation. And, And you're absolutely right. Everyone has a network. Everyone knows people who will listen to them. And if you just thought about the simplicity of the process you've just articulated there, and one person tells one person and they listen to one another, and that other person acts, and then they go away and tell one person, it could be the biggest game of pass the message we, we could potentially build if just one person tells one person and you've got that organic growth. And, and that's precisely what this campaign is all about. It's trying to engage with new people all the time, it's trying to open up the conversation with new people. And the best way to do that, Is have people telling people because we all listen to one another. That's the goal. That's the goal.
0: And I think outside of your campaign, I'm like the person that does ultra marathons, but I'm not a runner. You're the campaigner that's not really a campaigner. But you mentioned it takes a lot of energy. And I'm sure you get really frustrated. We're conscious of how other people perceive us. But you think, oh, God, people think I'm always talking about this. You just have to be so focused, but it does take energy. I think you've shown it's okay to step away. Lots of us have got a mission, a purpose, something that we're trying to achieve, but you can't be like full throttle every single day, like every single year. There will come times where it's just exhausting and you may think, what am I even doing here? I think that's just part and parcel of the journey.
1: Couldn't agree more. At the Back in the last year, the broader goal of what we're trying to achieve is so worthwhile that I know I'm always going to come back to doing this it does have to happen but when you're in the thick of chemotherapy regime yourself and all the day-to-day stuff that goes along with it and then part of the work you take on as a volunteer is talking about chemotherapy and blood cancer it can become all-encompassing and there are there are days when it is it is too much and as much as I I like to think I've got a, a reasonably focused and resilient mindset you can't fight it all the time and there's no point fighting it that's what I, that's what I have learned I mean I I'm kind of stubborn at the best of times but you need to take that step back and Christmas was an absolute it was a godsend this year having that time off to not talk about it because I guess inadvertently by talking about things over and over again you are reinforcing a certain train of thought in your own mind which isn't always going to be healthy it's important to have that break away knowing you know you can have those breaks when it will reset you and then you can start again with more energy it's just all part of managing yourself as well I don't think you need to be you know undergoing a regime of treatment to, to be able to benefit from that that way of thinking there'll come a point where you do something so often too much with such intensity you absolutely need to take a step back and just take a breath appreciate what you what you've done I'm very good at talking about that I'm not very really good at doing it but you have to sometimes look back and go yeah we did all right there enough of that let's move on to the next thing <laughs>
0: okay, so knowing that about yourself Is there anything that you can do this year to, you know, have you got a marker in the diary where you're like, we're going to go on holiday. We're going to celebrate. You did talk about an event. What are you going to do to recognize your success before you get your (laughs) MBE?
1: I'm quite in the the same circle of people who get those sort of honors. I tell you what I I, I do, and it sounds it sounds really lazy response to this, but much of the time away comes with the kids holidays. Right. You know, that's just the reality of where we're at. Two boys. But about a month ago, I am. Um, I was lucky enough to be able to take the lads down to the Carabao Cup final, which sadly Newcastle lost. But it's the first time I've really taken the boys away, you know, just the three of us for an event. The day before the game, we got down there. It we was staying just north of London, early doors. England were playing rugby. I said, do you want to go into town and watch the game? I wouldn't normally do it, but, you know, there's three of us. So they said, yeah. And we spent the afternoon watching the rugby, playing pool, sitting, watching the game, chatting away. And I had such a good time with the boys. It was great. And they've got to that age now where we can really enjoy each other's, each other's yeah. company. So for me now, it's like there's an Easter holiday coming up. We've got a bunch of things planned. And you know, I will sort of rein it in a little bit to um to sort of make sure I make time for those guys. But I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed their company, which is, it was a bit of a revelation to me because you can get so caught up in the thick of parenting and get up, clean your shoes, make your breakfast, all that sort of stuff, and lose lose sight of the fact that Max is twelve years old. He's thirteen in a couple of weeks, and I left home at seventeen. So it's quite possible. House yeah. <laughs> is going to be quieter in a very short space of time. So you know that's one thing. But there's a couple of events which might open up towards the back end of the year, which would also be a bit of a bit of a Brucey bonus if they come up as well. So you know, but more more frequent, simple things to to take the time away. I think is is good for me.
0: The Business of Healthcare podcast is brought to you proudly in partnership with 10,000 donors and their Gob for Good campaign. Gob for Good is all about getting as many people as possible to join the Stem Cell Registry. Only 3% of the UK are registered to be stem cell donors, and only 0.4% of the global population. If you or a loved one have the devastating news that you have been diagnosed with a blood cancer, the chances of you finding your blood stem cell match is significantly reduced if you have a minority ethnic heritage it is really really simple all you need to do is click into the show notes or visit the god for good website at gobforgood.com and get yourself signed up to the registry you could one day receive that life-saving call or one day you may need that life-saving call now let's jump back into this week's episode couple of minutes can you just summarize for those people that may have missed it what is the essence of the God for Good campaign? What are you trying to achieve?
1: God for good has got a uh, one core theme flowing through the entire campaign and it's not the broad brush approach that 10,000 donors tends to take the, the message we have always articulated is if you are aged between 16 and 55 and in good health, please register to become a stem cell donor because it's the right thing to do. What we're talking about with God for Good is much more specific. Now we still want people to register, but there is an inequality that exists in terms of access to stem cell technology today, and it's all driven by your ethnicity. My background, Chinese, Portuguese, Irish and English, quite the mix. But the stats, the stats don't lie. If you are a couple of generations of white European, you've got about 70% chance of finding your stem cell donor match, which is brilliant. But that number should be reflected of everybody in society and not just in the UK. I mean, the world over. If you are not two generations or so white European, your chance to find a match today sink to, at best, 30 percent. And that's a very generous statistic. That's not right. That's not fair. Like the, the metaphor I give is here are the keys to your favourite sports car, but there's nothing to fuel it. And that's what anyone who is of mixed minority ethnic heritage face every time they are diagnosed with a blood cancer. God for good, it's all about representing those communities who right now are not represented on the stem cell donor registry. And we talk about bridging this diversity gap and the health inequality gap. And it can be done as long as we talk to these groups of people who right now do not have the same equitable access to stem cell registration. And that's what God for good is all about. It's all about bridging that gap and making people aware and hopefully encouraging them to make the decision to help to fix the problem because no one else is going to do it for us. It's a slow burn, It's design's a slow burn, just to become much more in people's consciousness. There yeah. are so many amazing organisations out there and they do some great, great things and need support. We've just got to try and find a way to stand alongside those sorts of organisations and just become in people's consciousness. Yeah. The thing that I'm really, really, I was keen to make sure that we, we covered here is, with God for Good, there are three, three main beneficiaries. You've got DKMS and you've got the African Caribbean Leukaemia Trust. Now, those guys operate hand in hand. They dovetail together nicely because DKMS provide the operations. They manage the cheek swabs. They're the ones who'll get you on the register. And, and we do work with Nolan as well. If you're 16 years old, and it's all on the God for Good web page, 16 years old, you can register as well. But you need to make sure you know, you know what you're signing up for. ACLT... They have been operating for over 25 years. They know the landscape. They understand the inequality. They've been fighting and battling their way through a system which is, has not been the most supportive and have this particular conversation. And, you know, getting funds to those guys to continue to open up the door to all communities that are not represented. They're the experts and they're the ones who are doing it. But there's another angle to this. And it's become, just in the last two weeks, more crucial for me personally and other patients with myeloma. Newcastle University needs to raise, as a starter, £50,000 to mobilise a a project to effectively decode blood cancer, decode the genetics of of blood cancer, specifically myeloma. If they can do what they project they're able to do, then all bets are off. The the inequality that exists with the stem cell in particular can be stripped away. Because once you understand what's going on at a genetic level, you know, new therapies, God one day I'm waiting for my doctor to say there's a potential cure. Honestly. And the reason why it's become more pertinent because the next stage of my treatment and other patients who are in my sort of like stage of myeloma was going to be something called CAR T therapy, pretty state of the art. When it works, although it doesn't cure it, it can extend by many, many, many years. And the reason's unknown. The organization, I won't name the organization who were going to be looking to deliver that through the NHS, for some reason three weeks ago, pulled their application. So you now can't get CAR T therapy in the UK. You can go to somewhere like Singapore and pay some of the region of quarter of a million pounds to get it done. It's just not viable. I'm sitting down with my consultant next week to work out what the next plan of attack is, for where I'm going, because that was where I was going to be going. But that's been taken away. If we can get Newcastle Uni to do what they think they can do, that's the future. For those patients who are yet to be diagnosed, that's where the future cures are going to be found. And that's why those three charities, those three beneficiaries need our support. And you know what? In seven weeks, we've raised about 35,000 quid not bad going oh you're gonna do it you'll smash it you'll smash it
0: please can you share the GobForgood for good website address
1: yeah it's just gobforgood.com.
0: excellent i'll put it in the link if you follow me on social you'll find it thank you so so much i will see you at the nhs expo
1: i'll bring the coffees (laughs) thank you cheers tara